0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Uh, Message. Then In our second message, we talked about being connected to the body. We said that that, uh, the body ministers to the body. The body causes the body to grow. And so it's important to be connected, not just hanging on, not just to say I'm a part of the body, but you're not really uh, uh, fitted and held together by whatever joint supply. Uh, so we talked about that, and we talked about last week being connected to a ministry that really ministry is that connecting force that causes that growth. So we talked about those three things in this uh, today. we're going to talk about the uh, the fourth part, which is being connected to the world. And the question might be say well, what is what do you mean about really being connected to the world well let's start off by saying what i don't mean okay that's important because we're not talking about the same connection that we talked about when we when we talked about being connected to god being connected to the body being connected to a ministry it's not the same connection let's look at it uh, let's go to first john chapter 2 verse uh, verse 15 let's go there And see what we are not talking about. Because that's important. Because we are are called to be light to the world. We are called to be salt to the earth. So what is God talking about when he says be connected to the world? Well, this is what he's not talking about. Do not love the world. So obviously we're not talking about loving the world. Is that correct? We're not talking about loving the world nor the things in the world, because if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boast of pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. So we know we're not talking about that. He says even in verse 17 that the world is passing away and also its lust but the one who does, that means continually doing the will of God, lives forever. So we know when we say being connected to the world, we know we're not talking about in such a manner that we are loving the world, we are passionate about the world, we, we, this world system, this is it for us. You know, uh, just if, 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 if all I'm thinking about is heaven, that's not enough because earth, the world system, everything about the world, I love the world and the things of the world. No, we're not talking about that because we don't. It's against scripture. A child of God does not love the world. How, how are we going to love something that's passing away? Well, no, we don't want to love anything that's passing away. No, mm-mm. no, no, no. We're not talking about that when we're saying being connected to the world. Okay, well, what are we talking about? Well, we're not also talking about being yoked together with unbelievers no we're not talking about that let's let's look at it in in uh let's go to second corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 let's go there and and see we're not talking about that either in verse 14 of second corinthians chapter 6 it says do not king james said be unequally yoked together and actually it means that the new american standard says do not be bound together, but it means do not, do not be unequally yoked. And the picture, they understood the picture back then because they, they were agricultural communities, so they had animals that plowed uh, and, and, and carried loaves and things like that. And if you have two oxen, then, then you would yoke would them together, but you don't yoke together an ox and a donkey. You don't do that. Uh, he said, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. He says, "For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness, 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 or what fellowship has light with darkness, or what harmony has Christ with Belial, and what has a believer in common with an unbeliever?" And answers, "None." For what agreement has the temple of God with idols? None. What? For, for we are the temple of the living God, just as God said. I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among the midst of them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So we're not talking about being yoked together. We're not talking about being bound together. We're not talking about uh, marrying an unbeliever or being in a a close fellowship or a partnership with an unbeliever. We're not talking about that when we say be connected to the world. We're not talking about that. Well, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Okay, let's let's go to Mark chapter 2. Let's go there. Mark chapter 2. Let's start in uh, verse 14. Let's start there. The Gospel of Mark. Chapter 2, verse 14. Now Jesus was passing by and he saw Levi, the son of Ephesus. Now Levi is is Matthew. He's called Matthew. Sitting in a tax booth. Now a tax collector, he's sitting in a tax booth. A tax collector, that means he's a Jew and he's Collecting tax from the Jews for the Roman go- government, and the Jews hated that. They hated tax collectors. They were like the scum of the earth. They were like prostitutes. They were like any—I mean, the worst sinners. They they were—they they, were—they were, they were terrible. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with a tax collector. But Jesus said unto Matthew. Follow me. And he got up and followed him. Now, why would Jesus say to a tax collector, to a sinner, to what he knows everybody, all the Jews hate, to follow him? And it happened that he was reclining at a table in his house. In his house is speaking of Matthew's house. Now, he told him to follow him. So, evidently, Matthew is giving a, some type of Uh, dinner or something for uh, the Lord and inviting a lot of friends because and many tax collectors and sinners were dining with Jesus and his disciples for there were many of them and they were following, following him so if we're talking about being connected to the world obviously we are not talking about separating ourselves from the world, separating ourselves in, in and in a, let's, let's have a, a Christian commune. Let's have a, a gated community. Nothing is allowed but Christians. We don't want to be around unbelievers. That is not scripture. It's not scripture. So when we are talking about being connected to the world, we are not talking about marrying the world. We're not talking about, um, you know, loving the world. We're talking about what Jesus is doing. I'm going to associate with the world, people of the world. I'm going to befriend them. Listen to what he says: When the scribes and the Pharisees saw that he was eating with the sinners and the tax collectors, they said to his disciples, I guess they were afraid to talk to Jesus about it. They were talking to his disciples about it. Why is he eating? and drinking with tax collectors and sinners. I guess he was trying to turn them against, against Jesus. I don't know what he was doing. But, of course, the Lord hears everything, and he says, And hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I do not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So we see the heart of the Lord. When we talk about the vision of the house of God, we're talking about what does God require in his house? And we know that uh, we are his house, but it is a larger house that we're in. Nahum was a larger family, so we're talking about his house. This is God's house. My house shall be a house of prayer, he said. The Lord's house. What does he expect of his house? He expects us to be reaching out to all people. All people. All nationalities. He expects us to, to befriend sinners. He expects us to be uh, expanding our associ, associations with people. He doesn't, he doesn't expect us to, to now once we get saved, and you talk to your friends, relatives, and neighbors, that's it. We can do that in a week or two. After you can say, then, it's it. No more reaching out to anybody. Because, after all, we've learned that we need to be separate from them. No, that's not the Bible. That's not what God requires of us. Jesus said, he came... To call sinners to himself. If we are Jesus' body, which we are. We're his representatives, which we are. We're his ambassadors, which we are. We are supposed to be doing what he says that he was called to do. He said, I did not come to call the righteous. And see, a lot of times, I know... I get hung up sometimes on just the, the, the people of the house of God and not the people who are not yet in the house of God. God wants us to be concerned about those who are yet to be born again. Oh, he's he, he, He's already, uh, it says in, in, in um, Ephesians, that he's already preordained this to happen that, Somebody is going to get saved. We have many people in Lynchburg, Amherst, Bedford County, Rustburg, all around, all over, over the world, all over Virginia. We have many people that's yet to be saved. They're just waiting for somebody to talk to them, somebody to encourage them. Because one waters, right? Somebody else might plan. But God gets to increase. So we don't get hung up on whether somebody's going to listen to us or not because sometimes we say, well, you know, they're not going to listen to us. They don't want to hear that. You know, Well, that's what we are called for. Jesus called Matthew. He called him. Who are we calling? We need to call people to the Lord. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. To himself, that's what he said. He was crucified. We're celebrating this, this you know, this season of Easter, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He, he he went to the cross for the sins of the world. So therefore, he said, I'll draw all men to myself. Are we gonna be a vessel that the Lord can use? Or are we gonna be, like the says here, the Scribes and the Pharisees, the religious group. We know the Word of God. We, we you know, we, we are the ones who walked the Word of God out, supposedly. We know they didn't. Uh, they were hypocrites. But how many know that we don't want to be a religious community? To say that, oh, well, we go to church on Sunday. You don't go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Well, I used to not to go to church on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, neither. I didn't go. I didn't go any time, you know, no time. And I'm so glad that um, my wife said, "Want you to come to church." I didn't want to come to church. Didn't want to come to church. Didn't want to go in there. And but I went because I loved her. And from there, I uh, came to here because I was invited here. And I'm so glad that Mrs. Dorsey invited me to church. I'm so glad. Because if if you wouldn't have invited me to church, Mrs. Dorsey, I would not be here. I wouldn't be here. Who are we inviting to church? She could have said, well, you know, he's a he's a teacher, you know, he's, He's educated. You know, he, he, he wouldn't want to come in there and worship with us because we don't have that many teachers and anything. No, she don't care who you are. She's going to invite you. Miss Dorse's going to invite somebody. I guarantee you. You come around here, she's going to invite you to church. Yeah, She's going to invite you. She's going to tell you about Jesus too. She's going to do that. Yeah, she's going to do that. And I'm so glad she invited me. And I've been here ever since that first day. I've been here, and I'm so glad. It's people out there who are just like I was. I thought I was okay. I thought I didn't need um, the church because I thought I was better than the people in the church anyway. I, I did, you know, I did, because I was around people. I talked around people who went to church. And I know what kind of lifestyle. they. I knew what was coming out of their mouth. I was there. I knew I was better than they were, so I thought. But I didn't know. It didn't have anything to do with comparing myself to them. It's comparing myself to the state in which I was compared to Jesus Christ, a sinner, a sinner. Lost and going to fire and brimstone (laughs) uh, if I died. It's many people that's waiting on you. It's some people that I can't even reach, that you can reach. It's some people that you can reach that some others can't reach. It's some people that some others can reach that you can't reach. God has people that only you can touch. Yeah. Only you're going to be able to minister to them. Yeah. It's amazing how some people, they don't like certain personalities you know, but God has all kinds of personalities, doesn't He? Yeah. You are just what somebody needs, but we have to be like Jesus, and we can't be like the Pharisees. He went to He went to eat with a whole bunch of them. Would you go to eat if 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 uh, the prostitutes and and drug dealers and whatnot asked you say, Hey, hey, um. We're giving a, 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 a you know just a little dinner is is it's, uh Thanksgiving and would you would you uh, uh, come and bless the food for us you know would you come I wonder would we go would we say nah because you might have drugs up in there you might have stuff going on under there no I don't want nothing to do with that no I wonder would I go would you go I know we could say, yeah, we'll go, but would you? Jesus went. He went in that type of atmosphere. He was reclining at the table, but he didn't go there to participate in their sin. He didn't go in there to actually preach to them. Really? There's no record of him, you know, really preaching to him, say, look, all y'all are sinners. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. And I've come to show y'all the light. There's no record of that in here. You know, when, when, when darkness is around light, it's a difference. And and I don't know about you, but if you're in the house, try waking up sometime 3 o'clock in the morning, and if you go uh, to the kitchen or somewhere. Don't cut on cut on a light. You better know exactly where the walls are, and the doors. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I bumped into a door before the door in my bedroom because I didn't. I, I I thought it was open, but it was not open. <laughs> it was no. open. <laughs> no. So I put a little night light in my bathroom. I said, mm, got a night light. I'm, I'm gonna be able to see. Do you know that? Going away from the light, you can't see as well as going towards the light. Yeah. Jesus is going to draw people because he is light. We're supposed to draw people because we are light. We are the light of the world. He's the light of the world, but we are, he says, we are the light of the world because he's in us. The light is in us. And I, I said, this is, this, is, this is a marvelous saying right here, that the sick doesn't need a physician. And I didn't come to save the righteous, but sinners. I said, God, this is, this is it right here. This is it. We are supposed to be physicians, spiritual physicians, looking for sick folks. So we can bring healing to them. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's supposed to be. Matter of fact. Now you know what I'm talking about. When I say. Okay what do I mean by being connected to the world. What I mean by being connected to the world. Is to expand. Your associations, Expand. Befriend people. You know on the workplace. In the grocery store. At the uh, uh, flea market. Wherever you go wherever you go, look for a divine appointment that is somebody that maybe you can help. It's somebody you maybe can befriend. It's somebody you might can smile at. It's somebody you might can they drop something, you pick it up. You know, it's somebody. You don't know what might happen. Yeah. God has divine appointments for his body. I said, okay, God, I like this. So, actually, what you're saying, God, is that we are missionaries and we are ministers. You're saying we are missionaries and we are ministers. We really think, because of the society that we're in, is that a missionary is somebody who's sent over across the seas into a third world country to live, to be among the, among those people, or uh, to tell them about Jesus Christ. But we're all on a mission, folks. We're all on a mission. We're all missionaries because we're on a mission from Jesus Christ to save lost folks, to heal lost folks, aren't we? We are supposed to, he says that it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So that means that we are on a mission to save sinners. Now, how God chooses to use us is, is is diverse, and it's up to him, isn't it? Because we all have different personality, different gifts, different calls. We all are different, so he'll use us differently. So we have to be, uh, I don't have, have to be like, like you. You don't have to be like me. We don't have to be like somebody else. We all just use the gifts that God has given us to do something. The person who, who likes to, who who's a, a craftsman, he, he might want to help somebody uh, next door. I know at my next door neighbor, uh, it was a storm came and blew a limb halfway down on the tree, he came over with his power saw and he sawed it down for me. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, just help your neighbors. Use your gifts. Help your neighbors. Because your neighbors are those who might need salvation. Aid somebody. Help somebody. Let's look at Matthew. You all will notice 28. 16 let's look at that scripture because that's an excellent scripture that um, he has told us Matthew 28:16. 16 um, he, he, he's told us in this scripture who we're supposed to what we're supposed to do he said but the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore. Now, we've heard that before, but we don't want to be like the uh, those, those people in Genesis that, that um, he said, Go, replace the earth. They decided, no, we're going to stay here and build a tower. So we don't want to be like that. If he says go, that means we are to go. That means we're missionaries. We are sent. All of us need to go from these walls and and find where do you want us to go? If you go out to eat today, who who is he? Who's the divine appointment for you today? I don't know. Might not have one. I don't know. Are you looking? Are you all searching? And, and, and please don't go out to and eat and, and have a good meal, leave a track, and leave a pitiful, a pitiful tip. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Waiters and waitresses say Sunday is the worst time for tipping. And it's usually people coming from church. That's sad, isn't it? That's sad. We're supposed to be the biggest tippers, don't we? Yeah. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So we're supposed to be going. We're supposed to be making disciples, the followers of Jesus Christ, of just the people who we like. Is that right? Of all nations, all nationalities. You know, even the ones that you don't want to go to, like Samaritans for them, the tax collectors for them, we're going we're gonna to go to whoever God sends us to, aren't we? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, oh, we've got to teach them too. Oh, so if we've got to teach them, that means I'm going to have to minister to them. That means I have to have some materials in order to teach, and I'm telling you, we have some materials. We, we're not at not, we're not loss of materials now. We have some materials that you can use to disciple somebody, to teach somebody, because you're going to teach them to observe all that I have commanded you, and Lord, I'm, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's what God says we're supposed to be doing. So it tells me that I'm a missionary. I'm a missionary in my own household, number one. I'm a missionary to my neighbors. I'm a missionary uh, wherever I go, grocery shopping when I was teaching. I was, I'm a missionary there uh, in the school system. I'm a missionary wherever I go. I'm a missionary because God says go. And I'm sent there to make disciples. I'm sent there to teach. I'm sent there to be light. I'm sent there to be salt. Now, I'm not going to go. Uh, and befriend somebody and 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 want to get down on their level. Well, they take drugs, so they ask me to, you know, try a little sniff of this or try a little drag of that or try a little whatever. I'm not trying nothing. Uh-uh. You're not there to participate. They say, so, well, you know, how are you going to minister to us if you don't partake of what we're doing? You don't understand. No, uh-uh. No, no, Jesus didn't, you think Jesus got drunk just to, just, just so he, he can he can save people who are drunk? Drunker? No. No, no. You think he, he's going to be a, no, he's not going to be a tax co- collector just to save those who are tax collectors? No. Don't believe that you have to, you have to be a partaker of somebody else's sin just to reach them. You don't have to do that. They're not, they know they're sinners. <laughs> you don't have to tell them that. And they're not looking for somebody to participate in their sin. They look for somebody to bring them out of their sin. Somebody to give them hope, a future. That's what they're looking for. And so I said, okay, God, you're asking me to do this. Now, it's, it's, it's not one that comes easily with somebody whose gifting is teaching. It might not be somebody's. Uh, come either somebody whose gift might be craftsmanship or mercy or something else. We all are gifted differently. But God will use that gift to help out. Because I I, I do know that uh, when I was in teaching that people have problems. There are people all over who have problems. We have problems, and so you know people in the world that have problems. The only difference between them and us is that we have hope and we have a solution to our problem. They don't. They think their solution is more money, better job, if you get rid of this boss or whatever the situation is. They think that's that, that's that's the way out. But that's not the way out. The way out is Jesus Christ. That's the way out. The way out is that hey, I got I got. A hope for you, and so when I find a teacher that 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 they they might have problems in their marriage, I say, well, look, let me share with you what God says to you about that. Come on over to the house uh, as a school sometime, and and we'll we'll, we'll share with them. Uh, that, that's what I that's what we do. We share with people, so I can use my gift, even though it might be teaching, but I need somebody with mercy too. I need somebody who I need. We need each other. We need each other, because some people have mercy and they say, "Well, hey, they, they just show mercy on people." And they say, "Well, come to church," and they come to church, and then then, then they say, "Well, let me let me put you in in, in with all uh, this, Elder John, who Elder John, Elder Sam, hey, Elder Sam, he has a class this Wednesday night. Come on Wednesday nights, man. He can he can teach you. Now you've used your gift. He's using his gift." But he still has to use his gift, even though he's a teacher, to reach out, even though his gift might not be mercy, but he's reaching out to teach somebody who they need mercy. You know, they, they won't come often to his, his, to his, to his class. They, they, they miss class. They, they come late, and, and he wants to jump on them, so he, he put them into contact with the person who has mercy. Yeah. yeah. Because some people, uh, you know, they have problems. They can't come all the time. They might be used to not coming all the time. They might... Be having situations, so they need somebody to show mercy on them. Yeah, it, we need each other. I'm telling you, we really do. This causes growth in the body in at least four ways. One way is that it causes, as we're reaching out to one another and doing doing that to the to the to the, the yet to be saved. What happens is that we are in here like getting nourishment ourselves because you can't grow without nourishment, right? We said that you need the truth. Spoken to you need the doctrine of the truth. You need truth, teachings of truth, so you can uh, be able to do the works of service so you can go out. But you also grow because God wants his body to grow. And we, you know, we talked about it in Ephesians. We, we said that the fivefold ministry is given uh, to equip the saints for works of service that it'd be built up. Well, building up is growing. Then it says that the body causes the body to grow, did not it? That means that it's growing. Growing is not only uh, getting larger myself, but how does Christ get larger? How does the body of Christ grow? You add to the body of Christ. We can't add anybody to the body of Christ if we don't reach out. You can't add a soul. If you don't reach out to somebody and if God brings somebody to the congregation and you uh, shun them, you don't talk to them, you don't try to befriend them, you don't try to associate with them. You don't know their name. You don't try to get to know their name, even though you they've been they might come uh, three or four months. You still don't know the name. You still haven't tried to get to know them. They they don't want to be around you. You have to cause growth of the body by reaching out to people. You really have to do that. Also, we develop develop strength because don't you know you can develop strength by lifting weights in a physical in a way. But how does how does spiritually we grow and get stronger? Man, we are strong when you have a whole bunch of people who can work sound who can do PowerPoint, who can teach, who can do children's ministry, who can do uh, singing ministry, when they, uh, you know, can play instruments. Well, you can be strong. You can be strong financially that way also because because it takes money to reach out. It takes money to buy, uh, to build churches in third world countries. It takes money to be able to go to the to the uh, innocent, to help somebody. It takes money to go to the Jefferson house to feed them every month. It takes money to go to the Miriam's house and feed them uh, like we've been doing. It takes money. Uh, Jack, do y'all get y'all food from the Salvation Army to take over the Jefferson house? You got to pay some money for that. You don't go in the grocery store and say, hey, we go to the Jefferson house once a month. Can you give us food? Kroger? Man, that Kroger said, you better get out of here. No, no, going to happen like that. It takes money to do that stuff, man. It really does. So our impact to our community can be greater the stronger we are. Right, right, yeah. If we didn't have but one worship leader, how can we send him over there? On Sunday morning, on the 3rd, like Jack going to be gone next Sunday because it's the 3rd Sunday, he's going to be doing worship over there. Suppose he was the only worship leader we had, the only guitar player we had. We don't have a keyboard. We don't have nobody but Jack. Jack can't go anywhere because jack got to be here. Do you understand? But the, the, the stronger you are, man, we gotta, we, got, we got people who can play. we got people who can sing. And then we send one over there. we got people who can teach. We send teachers over there. And we we do the whole ministry over there, yeah. Because we're stronger, we're stronger because we're reaching out, we're bringing somebody in. But I say that we're not doing it enough because I haven't been doing it enough because I haven't been leading it enough. I'm just I, I'm I'm weak in that area. I admit I am weak in reaching out. I'm weak in it. So therefore, you're gonna be weak in it. Because is everything going to flow from the head? That's the way it is. Yeah. So forgive me. And I've I've said that before. Um, Y'all need need to help me. I'm serious. We need each other, don't we? There's got to be somebody in here that's more evangelistic than I am. There's got to be somebody. Help, encourage me, help me because you need to leave some things. Because God has called people to lead different areas, hasn't he? And I'll forget stuff. I have so many stuff to do. I'll forget stuff. I have one thing that I need to pray and, and, and minister the Word. So, I, you know, y'all need to help us. Help us. So if you have a gift, let your gift be known so we can use that and so we can reach out to others because we have to do that. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church.